Lesson 6 Considering Eternity But man dieth, and wasteth away, yeah, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? Job 14 verse 10 Thoughtful people who are aware of the constant stream of funerals and obituaries realize that their time on earth is limited. They also pause to consider whether they have any hope of living beyond the short time span of this life. Others may try to ignore death and live as if it will never come. Of course, ignoring something will never change reality, but will merely avoid the pain of thinking about it. At one time or another the majority of the living ponder the question, what happens after death? Their theories fall under several headings. 1. Non-existence We cease to exist. This is sometimes called annihilation. When you are dead, you are dead. 2. Reincarnation One comes back to earth as a different form of life or in the body of another person. Presumably this would require supernatural power of some kind. 3. Spirit Communication The dead live in a mysterious spirit world and may seek to maintain contact with those still living on earth. 4. Impossible to know Our state after death is beyond human knowledge. It is questionable whether there is life after death or not. We must wait and see, trusting in either fate or our good life if there is an afterlife. None of these theories properly can be made to fit the teachings of the Bible. The Bible presents those who have died as being conscious and aware, in one of two places, in the presence of God, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, in a state of blessedness, Revelation 14 verse 13, or separated from God in a place of great torment, Revelation 20 verses 10 and 15. Resurrection from the Dead The very word resurrection means a standing or rising up. The Lord Jesus answered those in his day who denied the resurrection by pointing out that God's name was attached to great men who had long been deceased. He is not a God of the dead, but of the living, Luke 20 verses 37-38. Proclaiming the resurrection was foundational to apostolic preaching, Acts 1 verse 22, Acts 4 verse 2, Acts 17 verse 18, Acts 23 verse 6. The Apostle Paul said there were more than 500 witnesses to the resurrection of Christ, 1 Corinthians 15 verses 4-8, and that if it were not true their faith was a vain thing, 15 12-17. The striking truth of Scripture, however, is that there are two classes in the resurrection, carefully divided from one another. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt, Daniel 12 verse 2. All shall come forth, they that have done good, unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil, unto the resurrection of damnation, John 5 verses 28-29. There shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust, Acts 24,15b. Two eventualities face men when the judgment by God is considered. Eternal judgment is one dread possibility, Hebrews 6 verse 2, 927. The other is eternal life, John 3 verse 16, and thereby freedom from that judgment of condemnation, John 5 verse 24, Romans 8 verse 1. The Length of Eternity It is strange that words in the Bible like eternity, everlasting, forever and ever should be taught to have a limitation. Yet some have gone back to the original languages of Scripture and sought to prove these expressions mean merely an extended or indefinite period. 
The uses of these words in scripture make clear that there is no limit on the duration of eternity, even if translated unto the ages of the ages. The following verses make clear that the meanings of eternal or everlasting are the same in their various usages. 1. As applied to God. The everlasting God, Romans 16 verse 26, the eternal spirit, Hebrews 9 verse 14, his eternal glory, 1 Peter 5 verse 10, power everlasting, 1 Timothy 6 verse 16, everlasting kingdom, 2 Peter 1 verse 11. 2. As applied to the believer's future. Eternal redemption, Hebrews 9 verse 12, eternal salvation, Hebrews 5 verse 9, everlasting life, John 3 verses 16 and 36, life everlasting, Luke 18 verse 30, eternal life, John 3 verse 15. 3. As applied to the unbeliever's future. Everlasting fire, Matthew 18 verse 8, everlasting punishment, Matthew 25 verse 46, everlasting destruction, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 9, eternal fire, Jude 7. The same comparisons exist when the phrase forever and ever is used. It is used of God and His throne, Revelation 4 verses 9 to 10, 10 verse 6, 15 colon 7, of the believer's future reign with the Lord, Revelation 22 verse 5, of endless torment, Revelation 14 verse 11, Revelation 20 verse 10. Certain words have been presumed to mean annihilation, such as destruction, perish and consume. Yet it is plain the devil was destroyed, Hebrews 2 verse 14 but not annihilated, Revelation 20 verse 10. Believers may be consumed by the talk of others, but not annihilated thereby, Galatians 5 verse 15. The wastrel son felt he was perishing, yet he did not cease to exist as a person, Luke 15 verse 17. The lot of the unsaved is everlasting destruction, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 9. That the destruction is everlasting indicates that it does not involve a cessation of existence. There is loss of well-being, feeling well, but not loss of being, existence. The Condition of the Lost 1. As Described by Jesus The Lord Jesus told a story called The Rich Man in Hell, which some describe as a parable, Luke 16 verses 19-31. Yet it is not called a parable in the Bible. However, even if it were a parable, the use of figurative language would not nullify the truth that is taught in this passage. The Savior sought to teach something in this story and we would do well to ponder the lessons. At there was no cessation of existence after death. B. There was no unconsciousness or sleep of their souls. C. There was no salvation of all men. D. There was no second chance offered. E. There was no reincarnation or coming back to earth. F. There was no end of torment or hope of change for the unsaved man. G. There was no purpose of purification, only of eternal punishment. 2. As further taught by Jesus. The terrifying descriptions listed below were all given by the one who loved with the greatest of all loves and gave himself to save men. He simply described the truth about those who leave this world neglecting or refusing him. A fire that is unquenchable, Matthew 3 verse 12, Matthew 18 verse 8, Mark 9 verses 44 and 48. D. Torment forever, Revelation 14 verse 11. C. Outer darkness, Matthew 22 verse 13, Matthew 25 verse 30. D. Wailing and gnashing of teeth, Matthew 13 verses 42 and 50, Matthew 24 verse 51, Luke 13 verse 28. E. Lake of fire, Revelation 20 verse 15.
Objections to Teaching of Eternal Punishment There are several objections to this unpopular doctrine. 1. It is incompatible with the love of God. As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live, turn ye, from your evil ways, for why will ye die? Ezekiel 33 verse 11 The Lord Jesus beheld a city which had rejected him and wept over it, Luke 19 verse 41. He is indeed a loving God, but he cannot righteously clear the guilty who reject his salvation, Numbers 14 18. 2. Appealing to fear is not a good motive. It may be true that love of God or desire for the best are better motives, yet fear of serious consequences is a common preventative for misconduct or injury even in everyday living. The Lord Jesus plainly appealed to the fear of God and His coming judgment, Matthew 10 verse 28. Fearing God is said to be the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9 verse 10. Throughout the scriptures men are exhorted, in the proper sense, to fear God, 1 Peter 2 verse 17, Revelation 14 verse 7, Revelation 15 verse 4. 3. It is unfair of God to be so severe. Men who have been offered a way of escape by a God who loves them and who have responded by refusal, evasion and procrastination, need not be surprised when they receive certain justice from an outraged holiness. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, Galatians 6 7. Insulting the infinite love and patience of an infinite God demands an infinite retribution. The Condition of the Redeemed The final state of the righteous is in vivid contrast to the above. In thy presence is fullness of joy, at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore, Psalm 16 verse 11. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord, Revelation 14 verse 13. The believer looks for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God, Hebrews 11 verse 10. This place is better than anything of which the world has any knowledge. The eternal state and abode of the believer is further described below. 1. It is with Christ. I go and prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also, John 14 verse 3, cf. John 17 verse 24. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8. 2. It is in a changed body. It will be like his body, Philippians 3 verse 21, and therefore incorruptible, 1 Corinthians 15 verses 35 to 44. We will be recognizable as was the Lord, Matthew 28 verses 9 and 17, Luke 2400 hours 31, 39 to 40. The resurrection of the body for those in Christ will take place at the second coming of Christ, 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 15 to 17. 3. It is in a place of no mores. There is no more death, sorrow, crying, pain and all that makes life difficult and unhappy, Revelation 21 verse 4. 4. It is in a place of infinite beauty. The city was pure gold, like unto clear glass, Revelation 21 verses 18 to 21. It is adorned with all manner of precious stones. 5. It is in a place where nothing unholy or defiling enters, Revelation 21 verse 27. The place of the redeemed is sometimes termed the New Jerusalem. We call it heaven. The Jewish believer called it paradise or Abraham's bosom before Jesus came and died. By whatever term, it should be the subject of yearning for every believer. As Paul said, to die is gain, Philippians 1 verse 21. 
How wonderful it was when the Lord Jesus said to the thief on the cross who repented of his sins and believed on him, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise, Luke 23 verse 43. Will you be there with him? Study Guide Considering Eternity If a man die, shall he live again? This question, posed by one of the ancients, is still of great importance today. What happens after death? 1. The Bible presents those who have died as being conscious and aware in one of two places. What are they? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, Revelation 20 verses 10 and 15. 2. The Bible further indicates that all who die will be resurrected, raised up, from the dead. Describe the two different destinies of mankind, Daniel 12 verse 2, John 5 verses 28 to 29, Acts 24 colon 15b. 3. You paraphrase, rewrite in your own words, the following verses, John 3 verse 16, 2 Thessalonians 1 verses 8 to 9. 4. How long is eternity? Can you think of an illustration to describe it? 5. Jesus told about a man who went to hell, Luke 16 verses 19 to 31. According to this passage, which of the following is true, select one. Uh, a person simply ceases to be when he dies. B. A dead person experiences a state of unconsciousness or soul sleep. C. Hell is a place of conscious, never-ending torment. D. All men will be saved. E. If a person goes to hell, he will get a second chance. 6. Which of the following did Jesus not use to describe hell? Select one. A. Fire that is unquenchable. B. Torment forever. C. Outer darkness. D. Wailing and gnashing of teeth. E. A place of temporary purification. F. Lake of fire. 7. How would you answer the following objections? A. The doctrine of hell is incompatible with the love of God. B. This teaching appeals to fear. C. It is unfair of God to be so severe. 8. The Bible describes the future of the believer in heaven as, select one. 8. Being with Christ forever. B. Existence in a changed body. C. Being free from sorrow and pain. D. Being in a place where nothing unholy enters. E. All of the above. F, A and C above. 9. What do you say? Have you ever come to the place in your own spiritual experience where you knew for certain that if you were to die tonight, you would go to heaven? Explain. 10. What do others say? Contact at least three people this week and ask them the following questions. You may wish to say something like the following. I'm involved in a Bible survey here in Name City. Could you help me by sharing your opinion on three important questions? 1. In your opinion, what happens to a person when he dies? 2. What do the expressions heaven and hell mean to you? 3. If you could ask any question about the afterlife and get an absolutely reliable answer, what would you ask? Thank you so much for your help. Would you like for me to mail-slash-email a copy of the survey results? Thank you. Record their names and addresses on the 3x5 cards provided by the class leader. Record the answers on the back, indicating if the survey results are desired. Then return the cards next class meeting.
Results of the survey will be tabulated by the class leader and mailed to each person indicating an interest.